what's up everybody man welcome back to the i got or just welcome to the i got next podcast uh i changed the name we'll talk about that in a second but you know what's up man it's been a minute it's been a minute how's everybody doing hope y'all are good i'm good thank you guys for asking um i apologize you know it's been a minute um if anyone doesn't know what that means it means it's been a long time slang all that kind of stuff but um yeah i just been busy yo i had a lot of assignments and stuff like that I think like you know y'all heard that stuff where like teachers get together and then they give you assignments do like all the same like couple of days that's what i'm doing right now so uh i kind of got ahead on some of my stuff now so i'm good um but yeah it's been a while since it's just been you me the camera you know the microphone top of the laptop let's hand it if you guys are watching the the, the youtube video like this um so yeah man i changed i changed the name of the podcast after like what 12 11 12 episodes something like that I just felt like like the random podcast was a bit too like random. I guess which I, I guess it makes sense because I talk about everything on the podcast, and I'm still gonna do that now. Um, but I just felt like it was really broad. You know what I mean? I feel like the I Got Next podcast is a little bit more like I guess relevant to like what I'm doing and what everyone else is doing. Like in terms of because I'm still gonna have like guests on the podcast stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I just felt like this was a little bit of a better name. I made a whole new graphic that I like a lot more. I'm very happy with that one. Uh, the other one I kind of just threw together in like a few like minutes, you know what I mean? <laughs> this time I actually put in like effort to the graphics. I hope y'all like that. It's probably the thumbnail of the YouTube video or just on Spotify, whatever you guys listen to this too. Um, but yeah, so the name change. I'm also going to kind of change the format around a little bit with the podcast. Like, like I said before, I'm in a sport media program. So like for what I want to do anyway, it's important more or less to, uh, to be talking about sports, all this, this and that, you know? Um, and I'm going to do that with people that come on the show still all kind of stuff but i also sort of want to i want to i'm gonna try emphasize on try to do at least one episode a week of like just sports uh probably like half an hour 45 minutes whatever just a little update on like sports world all that kind of stuff I try to do that a little bit more be more consistent and that's what i want to do this that's what this episode is basically it's a sports episode uh you know we got a little bit of football footy okay my fault on this podcast we call it football soccer you know what I mean? For, for everyone else. It's football. That's what we're calling it. That's what everywhere else calls it. It makes sense because you play it with your feet. I don't know why American football is called football. We can get into that another time. Uh, but I got a little bit of that. And then uh, I'm going to re-up on my NBA playoff predictions that I did, like, I think at the beginning of the season. As you guys know, um, the All-Star Weekend passed, like, a couple, I think last week it was. Um, so that's around the halfway point. It's a shorter season this season. So uh, I'll be talking about that as well start off with the with the football stuff just because it's shorter um hey man if you guys follow it you kind of know what's if you guys follow football you kind of know what's going on with uh you know one of the goals my goal cristiano ronaldo uh, obviously he's on juventus who you know actually let's get into this bro juventus so for those of you that know juventus is a team in italy um who i guess kind of had a stranglehold on the uh Serie a for the last was it nine nine ten years something like that like they won the league that consecutive uh, that many consecutive times but you know they're uh they suck now this i mean i think that i think they sucked last year they still won the league last year they're in the third this year but like it's just because this area aside from like a handful of like five teams or something like that it's not too it's not too hot you know what i mean juventus have a lot of problems especially like in the midfield um for the longest time They've been, and I only started paying attention to Juventus when Ronaldo went there. So this is his third season there now. So I started paying attention to him like three years ago. Um, and I kind of saw what was going on with the team. And I realized, you know, they don't have any midfield really. You know what I mean? They don't have anyone that can link 
um, the defense to the forwards can give good service into the forwards and kind of that like one of the guys that can do that is um, Paolo Dybala and you know Dybala's damn near been on the stretcher for like half the time Ronaldo's been there I don't know what's going on with him I think he uh, has something with his foot I think or ankle injury something like that man I don't know um, but it's to the point now where Juventus are looking to offload him basically for um, for finances and all kind of stuff uh, so that's happening. I don't. I wouldn't do that. I guess it makes sense if he's. If you guys don't think he's gonna get better in terms of like health wise and and will be able to play consistently, sure. But it's just a problem when like Adrian Rabio is your is your starting center midfielder, and that guy like. Don't get me wrong. You gotta have done something right to be a pro, like at anything. I just don't know what it is that he's done right to be a pro. You know what I mean? This guy, last year, I'll, I'll admit this. Last year for one play against AC Milan. He went on this run, and I swear to God, he turned into, like, the French Lionel Messi for, like, 20 seconds. It was the greatest play, greatest goal I've seen that season. And I don't know where it came from. He hasn't done it since. He's horrible. He's dog. Um, not a fan of his. Not a fan of Aaron Ramsey, who, oh, my God, hold on. Like, a couple weeks ago, I saw this thing on Twitter. People were legitimately comparing Aaron Ramsey to, like, like Aaron Ramsey's legacy at Juventus to Zidane's legacy at Juventus like that I think Zidane should have sued for like defamation or something like that because that's dreadful like I saw that and I started hate not hating but I started really not liking this club a lot more um that on top of some other things um shout out Milan if you're listening he kind of opened my eyes on the whole thing um basically I'm not gonna get into it too much but basically Juventus is corrupt man they're, they're corrupt um they kind of that's kind of why they had a stranglehold on Italy all that kind of stuff but whatever what I was going to talk about was Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is a serial winner, basically, right? Wherever he goes, he's winning games. He's winning Champions League. He's three-peaked in the Champions League. He's got five, yeah, he's got five Champions League titles right now. The goal when he went to Juventus was to win another Champions League. He won one in England with Manchester United. He won four in Real Madrid in Spain. And then now he's trying to win one in Italy. Doesn't look like it's going to happen because of what I just explained. They suck. <laughs> so, um... Of course, when things aren't going to plan, all that kind of stuff, you start to hear rumors about, oh, he might go here, oh, he might go there. But, like, there's some legit rumors, yo. Like, I've seen, so, Ronaldo's been linked to go back to Real Madrid, which I, when I first saw that, I saw that one first, I really wanted that to happen because that's where he kind of became the best player in the world. You know what I mean? He was promising on Manchester United, but when he came to Real Madrid, specifically under Mourinho, is when he kind of came into what we know now in terms of that just ultimate score, that winner, all that kind of stuff. So I want him to go back. Uh, would it work? I think I think it I think it would work. It wouldn't work in the sense that they have Eden Hazard still, which, like, you know, honestly, bro, prayers to Eden Hazard because I don't know what's going on with him. He's injured. Like, I'm pretty sure he. I don't think he's played a full season with Real Madrid. It's been, um, I think he he yeah, three years now. He came in essentially to replace Ronaldo which at the time didn't seem like didn't seem so far off just because Eden Hazard when you look at what he was doing on Chelsea this guy was literally probably hands down the best forward in the Premier League right um he went to Real Madrid and it's just injury prone man injury prone I mean we see it all the time in different sports but it's just it's always sad to see when guys constantly get injured and they can't stay healthy can't play consistently um, and that's what happened in the hazard. Like he literally just got injured again a couple of days ago. And I'm uh, pretty sure he's out for like a few, a good couple of weeks. And um, the plus side to that right now for Real Madrid is that they're getting a lot more PT for their um, younger guys. So 
guys like Vinicius, guys like Rodrigo, all those kind of guys that are like younger, I think 20 and 19, I think, or something like that. Um, they're playing a lot more minutes because of Eden Hazard not being there. Um, other than that, they pretty much have the same squad, same midfield. Um, Benz is still up top. Uh, obviously, Bale, well, Bale didn't really play to begin with, basically, on Real Madrid. I don't really know why. <laughs> I don't know what he did to Zidane. He must have, nah, I'm not going to say it, but he, um, I don't know what he did to, to Zidane, but Zidane just put him in the doghouse, basically. Um, and now he's on loan at Tottenham, where he's actually playing very well under Jose Mourinho. So I kind of, honestly, like, I want him to stay at Tottenham permanently. Like, I want them to extend the loan or just make it a permanent deal. I mean, sorry. Because um, I like I like Gareth Bale as a player. And I think he's, he's way too good to be just riding bench. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the midfield's the same. You still have Cruz. You still have Madrid. You still have Casemiro. There's a new piece in Valverde who technically was there um, when Ronaldo was there. But he was more so just kind of breaking into the first team, not really playing as much. Now, he's more of an established piece in which, like, he's more or less like the fourth midfielder out of those three. Right, um, Ramos is still there, who is a club legend, same as Benzema. Um, so I think it will work. I do want that to happen. There's also been rumors, you know, for like Mbappe and Holland at some point to go there. I don't think they'll both go there and play together just because I think of like the competitive edge in both of them. On top of that, I think I'm convinced like these two have like closet beef, which I kind of like just because those two are right now, anyways, on the path to be like taking the throne from Ronaldo and Messi because obviously Ronaldo's like what 37 almost 38 or something like that and uh Messi's up into like 30 35 I think 34 I might have got those ages put on but they're old bro. put it put it that way they're old <laughs> so Mbappe and Haaland are, are rumored to kind of be uh the next two not rumored but they're supposed to be the next two to come up and really take over that position so I'm kind of happy to have beef yo because it's just kind of like it just, it just adds to everything you know what I mean um, so yeah, that's, there was one rumor for him going to Real Madrid. Another one, and this one I only saw like yesterday or the, the day before that, there was a rumor or a post saying that Cristiano Ronaldo was more likely to go back to Manchester United than he was to go to Real Madrid. So Manchester United, like I said before, is where he sort of broke into the European scene, I guess. Obviously he was at Sporting before, but that's when he was very young still. And he kind of just had like, literally it was just like one game that um he balled out and tore John O'Shea a new ass um uh when they played Manchester United back in like 2003 or something like that and Ferguson literally bro like you can look it up there's like there's documented stories on it in the sense that like Ferguson right after the game went to Ronaldo with a translator in the change room and was trying to get him to come to the team like next week you know what I mean like it was that kind of performance so I would love for him to go to Manchester United. One, because, you know, that that's my team. Those are my guys. It'll definitely help them. Um, and two, just because, so obviously I just talked about Lionel Messi a little bit, another greatest player of all time, one of those kind of guys. Um, he's rumored, you know, to go to Manchester City. Uh, I want him to go to City, regardless on if Ronaldo goes to United or not. I want him to go to City just because I want him to get out of Barcelona, man. I don't think Barcelona really deserves a player like Lionel Messi. Obviously, you know, way back when, when they had Pep and um, all these other guys around him, like on the team, you know, Iniesta, Xavi, all these different guys. Sure, they were they were a great team, but now, or in the past couple seasons anyways, it kind of looks like Barcelona are just kind of being dragged along by Lionel Messi in the sense that he's just bringing them to everything like they're still a good team in, ter in the terms of like where they finish in the Liga and how they do in Champions League 
but it's all because of Lionel Messi. You know what I mean? Like he, if he has a bad game, they're losing. That put it that way. If he doesn't score a goal or make or or have an assist or two, they're gonna lose that game. It's just it's just that simple. Um, so I want him to go to Manchester City. I think he will do that just because of everything that's been going on. Obviously, he wanted to try to force his way out like last year, or like last season, anyways. Um, and it just didn't really work out for him. And on top of that, like Pep is the coach in Manchester City, so you know he'll be happy to have Messi again. Uh, and I think they have a good team too, uh, in the sense that Sergio Aguero is kind of falling out of favor a little bit just because he's getting older now. Um, and that again, that was an international team of Lionel Messi. But you know how these guys are, man. Like they just like for some reason, a lot of the athletes nowadays in sports. I talk about this all the time. They don't age, like, for some reason. Like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, Ronaldo, Messi, Ibrahimovic, uh, LeBron James. You look at, I think, Serena Williams is up there, too, now. Uh, all these athletes that are just, like, mega dominant in their, um, in their, like, Tom Brady. They don't, I don't know what's going on, but their performance is a dipping, bro. There's something going on, man. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they, I, I literally saw a rumor, like, I think last year that um lebron and Cristiano ronaldo go to china every uh, every offseason and they like get their dna modified or whatever <laughs> or their genetics modified so they just don't age and to be honest fam i'm starting to believe it i'm starting to believe it i really am because these guys are just they're not stopping they're not stopping like ronaldo is just scored a hat trick so first of all let, let me say this when they got knocked out of the champions league this year they played porto i'm gonna say this ronaldo played like shit I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. He's my favorite player of all time. I'll rock with him to my deathbed. But he played horrible. Played horrible. Um, on top of that, I mean, it's not. It's not like he's the only one that, did, that played bad. You know what I mean? And like they just weren't doing much. Juventus weren't doing. That was an upset. They were like Porto should never be hanging with a team like Juventus. But hey, whatever. Um, what was I saying? My fault. I got ADHD or something like that. Oh yeah, and by, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, I don't cut anything. So like, <laughs> any of the mistakes I make, bro, you you're gonna hear it, whatever. Um, yeah, what I was saying, Ronaldo played really bad, but the next game, this is why I say he's the greatest of all time. His next game, he scored a hat trick in the first half, and it was one of those perfect hat tricks in the sense that right footed, left footed, and a header. That's like considered a perfect hat trick in football. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was happy when he scored a hat trick, but at the same time. I need him out of Juventus, man. Like I'm tired of, I'm tired of somewhat supporting Juventus because he's there. You know, I'm a players fan more than anything, so like, he's one of my guys. So if he goes to Juventus, I gotta, I gotta support it somewhat. I kind of care about it. You know, same thing with um, what happened with Mazut Ozil uh, before when he left Real Madrid. I loved him on Real Madrid. That's where I kind of got to know him more. And um, you know, obviously he was on track to becoming the greatest playmaker of all time. And, uh, you know, he, he he got sent off to Arsenal and I was kind of cheesed. Arsenal have been sucking and I uh, had to kind of support them because he was there. Um, they just won against the North London Derby. Well, not against. They won against Tottenham in the North London Derby. Sorry. And um, I mean, did they deserve to win? Uh, honestly, probably, probably, probably. I'm not going to lie. Probably. They, um, they were applying hella pressure on Tottenham. I think it definitely doesn't help that a uh, son got injured in like the 17th minute or something like that. It was like a non-contact thing. He was just running. And I think he pulled up on his hamstring. So you know that's kind of serious when it's his hamstring. Um, but should they have had a penalty? No. Was it deserved though? Yes. In the sense that, like I said, they're applying a lot of pressure. It was about time they got a chance for them. You know what I mean? But um, 
I say this all the time, and I'll say it again. I don't really care. Alexander Lacazette is horrible. Like, I just... I like him in the sense that, you know, he works hard, whatever. And again, you got to be doing something right to get to that level. Like, Arsenal's a big club. But he is so bad, man. Like, he literally whiffed on the ball. His follow-through hit the defender, and he went down, and they got a penalty. Before that, I literally seen him kick a ball from the six, like, like on goal. And it went out for a throw-in. And the cold part is, that's not even the first time I've seen him do that. I don't under... Like, Lacazette must... I don't know. He must be kissing all the right asses and something like that. Because I I don't see it. I don't see how he's he's at that level for so long. Like, at this... Like, I'll say this because that was kind of harsh. Sometimes I see Lacazette and it's just like, holy smokes, what a player. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's great. Like, okay, this is why he's here, did it all kind of stuff. But on the other hand, it's the complete opposite. Where it's like, yo, how is he even here? You know what I mean? Like, how did this even happen? Um... But yeah, man, I think for a long time, Arsenal have just kind of been like a banter club, honestly. Um, they have some things going for them in the sense that like they have a lot of young guys coming up with Kai Osaka, who I haven't bought into yet. I know he's nice, but I haven't bought into it yet. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, Reese Nelson, Gary Martinelli, all these, all these younger guys. They have Odegaard on loan, who's actually from Real Madrid. So wherever he goes, that team's going to be nice anyways. Uh, if he stays at, if he goes back to Real Madrid, I mean, sorry, you know, he's probably should be taking over one of those spots for Cruz or, or Modric when that happens uh, with Valverde. Or if he stays on Arsenal, you know, he's a part of now a young core that's there. Uh, but yeah, another thing I want to talk about was, um, and I don't think anyone else honestly really talks about this guy that much because, because whatever, I'm just a fan of his, uh, Richarlison on Everton. Richarlison to me is going to be one of the best players in the world when he's older. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be the best. I'm not going to say he's going to be top three. I'm just going to say he's going to be one of the more respected guys in world football when he's older. Um, him and Calvert-Lewin. So, Richarlison plays on Everton. Obviously, they have Carlo Ancelotti now, who they actually have him. So, now they actually have like a really good coach. This guy's Ancelotti. You can, argue, you can make arguments for him being one of the better managers of this era, if not the best manager of this era. Um, he's won Champions Leagues with... Uh, Milan with Real Madrid I th- with a couple I think with some other teams I'm not 100% sure point is he's a really good coach um, and he has Richarlison and Dominic Calvert-Lewin who are two young strikers both very different play styles but I, they complement each other a lot in the sense that you look at Richarlison and he's a very technically gifted striker um, he's good on the ball he's composed like that and Calvert-Lewin is more the traditional British striker in the sense like big strong guy you can dump the ball down to hold up play he wins every header and he's a good finisher as well and Richarlison is too um but Everton for me like Everton they've they're actually within the top four or five like they were competing they still are competing for a European spot in the Premier League and uh, I think that should be the goal for them this year still even if they drop points a little bit I think they um they lost to I believe it was Tottenham or Chelsea something like that and uh Obviously, that hurts because at the time, they were, like, right one above the other. Um, but if you look at Everton, it's the same thing as Juventus in the sense that they need a midfield. Obviously, like, they they changed it up last season. They brought in Allen. They brought in Ducouré um, to play with, um, what's his name? Gomez. Andre Gomez, I think is his name. And, like, it's cool. Like, it's better than it was before, but it's still not a good midfield. 
Um, a lot of times they're breaking out or something like that, and the midfield just can't distribute the ball properly. Uh, so what has to happen is Charleston or Carroll Lee has to drop um, into the midfield to receive the ball turn and then play out of it like that. I think they need to bring in new guys. Um, now, who? I had like two guys in mind. I don't know how realistic it is. It probably isn't realistic that much. I, I'm just saying like, if I was playing FIFA, Mr. Gonzalez on FIFA, that guy's a goaded manager. You know what I mean? Mourinho this, Pep that, all this kind of stuff. It's Mr. Gonzalez on FIFA. Mr. Gonzalez is a goal manager. Um, what I would do, right? Um, and this is me saying it without knowing the money situation, just what I want to see is for them to bring in. So, okay, wait, let me say this first. Their formation, they started off more as a 4-3-3 and they had Richarlison out on the wing, which is nothing why I like Richarlison. So my fault. I'm kind of all over the place with this. But um, Richarlison, as a young striker, so if you're a striker, your, goal, your job is to score goals. And especially as a young striker where you're trying to establish yourself on the big stages, on the big scene, all that kind of stuff. Richarlison was moved out wide as a winger and he was fine with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that says a lot about a player when you can put him in a different situation and they don't sulk, they don't moan, they just play their game, right? So Richarlison did those playing on the wing, and he was having more of a down season in terms of in terms of stats. Obviously, you're not going to score as many goals when you're a winger because, you know, you're not in front of the goal all the time. It's easy to score goals as a striker because you're literally right in front of the goal. Um, they since moved now back to a 4-4-2, which is what they were doing last year with Richarlison and Calvary went up top. And he scored, like, I think, in four... He scored six goals in four games, like his first couple uh, games as a striker. And so I think they're they're kind of moving back in that direction in terms of a 4-4-2. So keeping in mind with the 4-4-2 formation, that's what I'm thinking of right now. So guys I would bring in, um, it doesn't have to necessarily be him, but someone like a Wilfred Ndidi on a Leicester City. He, I think he's going to be, I don't know, because he could stay on Leicester. Leicester is a, is a good team. They're top four right now. They're probably going to be in Europe, whether it be Champions League or Europa League. But um, Ndidi is a guy that he can go on to play for bigger teams, you know what I mean? Go play abroad, go play for, you know, a top Champions League level side. Um, I would like to see him go to Everton, one, and stays in England. And I mean, the, on the only thing that could really attract guys to Everton is that they have Ancelotti. So that's where, that's where it, um, it really works out for them. And Ndidi, he's a workhorse, you know what I mean? He's a workhorse, but he can also play with the ball. He's good on the ball. He's composed. He can distribute all that kind of stuff. So I feel like he would be a really big piece um, to bring in. Who do you replace? Probably Ducure. Probably Allen. One of those two guys because they're the more defensive two out of uh, the three in the midfield. Or however you want to look at it. And the other guy. Now this this literally probably isn't that feasible. I honestly don't know. But um, I want Donny Van de Beek, yo. <laughs> Donny Van de Beek is on Manchester United right now. But he gets no PT. He doesn't play at all. Um, I don't know why. I don't really know why we got him if he wasn't in the plans. Um, I don't know if it's just an attitude thing or if he thinks... Because, like, to me, from what I've seen of Donny Van I'm not saying he should start every game, da 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 because he's a cam, obviously. And, you know, Bruno Fernandez is that cam. That guy's pretty much untouchable um, when it comes to, like, moving around the starting lineup, right? Um, but you can't tell me that Donny Van doesn't add something to the team. You know what I mean? I think he would have added a lot in terms of depth, but he just, I don't know, probably just doesn't play him. Do I agree with it? No, but hey, whatever. Um, so because of that, I want him to go to, I want him to go to Everton. He would be the guy that the more distributive guy in the in that Everton midfield. And people ask like, oh, what about James Rodriguez? All that kind of stuff. Move him out wide. We've seen him do it before, like on Real Madrid. 
where you move him out wide and you tuck him in and give him that freedom in the final third and all that kind of stuff to roam around almost operate as another cam from the right hand side so i'm pretty sure the way they play it at everton is calvert lewin is on the right side and richardson is on the left what i would want them to do is have those two at the, at the top have richardson more as a false nine so to speak so he'll drop more into the midfield or just be the one that plays um with the ball more at his feet can go get the ball to feet all that kind of stuff um have James Rodriguez on the right so that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is going to be the highest guy on the pitch most of the time just for the simple fact that if their defense is under pressure Dominic Calvert-Lewin or any or any target man on any team they're the kind of guys where you can dump the ball down downfield kind of get the pressure out the back and have confidence that he can bring it down he can hold up play all that kind of stuff and Calvert-Lewin is that kind of guy on top of that he's fast too so it's not so what my my, my logic in having Rodriguez on the right side is in a perfect in a perfect world this would work all the time i'm not saying it is going to work all the time but in a perfect world this is what would be able to happen is if you dump the ball down to calvert lewin and you have james rodriguez as a layoff guy so calvert lewin i don't know headers flicks whatever you want to do lay it off to to um rodriguez and spin your man because he's he's got pace spin your man rodriguez is good enough on the ball play a ball over the top or whatever in behind the back line if that doesn't work, another variation if you want to do is you have a third man run with a Charleston going up top two, right? That's one way it works. Another way it works, flip side again, you look at the other side of the field. So another guy I want them to bring in, I'm not sure about who necessarily. I know they had, um, I forgot his name now, Henry Onyakuru, I think. And I'm pretty sure he went on loan to like Galatasaray or something like that. I don't know if he's still on Everton, but he was a pacey winger. Uh, doesn't have to be him necessarily, but a pacey winger is what I want them to have. Maybe like, a, like an Iwobi, I guess, realistically would be who, who it is um, on the left-hand side. And again, his role is to operate behind Richarlison. Like I said, Richarlison playing as a false nine can go and receive the ball to feet. And it's a similar situation where Richarlison maybe not dumped from the back, but maybe from the midfield. Let's say, I don't know, Didi plays Richarlison the ball. Again, perfect world, this works. And Didi plays Richarlison the ball to feet either spins his man and plays Iwobi, Iwobi, sorry, who's on a full sprint at this point in behind uh, the back line, or it's a nice little layoff to Van de Beek, who again is clinical enough to play those kind of balls over the top or on the ground, whatever, can weight them properly uh, in for Iwobi at, I mean, over the back line, whatever, and now you're in, you know what I mean? Or another one, I guess, third man run again, you have Cowardly when going and you send him to. That's what I'm thinking. Is that gonna work all the time? No, you can't do that on every single play, but I think that's the personnel that they need um, in terms of, now again, I don't know how feasible it is to bring in Wilfred Ndidi and bring in Donny van de Beek, all these kind of guys, because like I said, the only thing they really have in terms of attracting guys is is Carlo Ancelotti. I think they just need to get guys to buy. I think guys that are on Everton buy into what they're doing, right? Um, their back line, whether it be a back four, back five, they've done both this season, to me is great. Um, Keane is phenomenal. Luca Dean is phenomenal. I'm a fan of Ben Godfrey. I'm a fan of Mason Holgate. I'm a fan of Seamus Coleman, who comes in sometimes as a right back. Um, I think their back line is solid. And then Jordan Pickford. Honestly, I wasn't that big a fan of Jordan Pickford, the goalkeeper. But um, I can't lie, the games I've watched, he comes in clutch. He makes a lot of good saves. Um, yeah, man, he does a lot of things that kind of bails them out. So, uh, yeah, that's what I want from Everton. Everton is a team I watch a lot, honestly, probably just because of Richarlison. And so now I'm seeing all these different things about them. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's the that's the footy talks. Um, now, like I said, I'm going to do the uh, NBA 
re-up, all that kind of stuff in the playoff predictions. Um, not too much changed, I don't think. Or maybe something, I don't know. So last time, I think I had the Nets in first anyways. Um, if I can find a picture of what I did before, I'll put it up on the screen, but I'll put up what I, what, like the new thing that I did on the screen too. Um, so yeah, I had the, right now I have the Nets still finishing number one. Um, they're in second now to uh, the 76ers, but 76ers just lost Embiid. He just got injured. Um, I hope he's okay. They, I don't think there's any muscle, like muscle tear. I think it's just like a bone bruise or something like that is what they said. So he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, and I, I, I think the Nets will overtake them. The Nets are the kind of team where they'll own, like the only team that can beat them is, is themselves. Right, you got KD, you got Kyrie, you got James Harden, and they just added Blake Griffin too, which, to be honest, Blake, I kind of got beef with you for that. You know what I mean? I, I, I used to like you. I liked you a lot. But again, like, I don't, I don't understand this whole thing with the super team. Like, we, we've had this conversation a billion times. Um, but it's just like, I don't know why, why guys do this. You know what I mean? Well, I know why. It's because they want a ring. But it's like, have you no shame? <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you have any shame? I feel like this ring that they that they'll get most likely. I don't want them to get a ring, but they probably will. Um, like for me, it's not valid, man. And I know you're gonna hear other people saying like, "Oh, you can't invalidate a ring." And I just did. I just did. All right, I just did. You shouldn't have to. And like, think about this. This is all to stop LeBron James. Hey, eh? LeBron got one more ring, and everyone was like, "You calling the God Squad?" Like we're not we're not letting that happen no more. And it's like I don't know, man. KD and James Harden both left the West as soon as Brown got there. You know what I mean? And it's just like, ooh, what's going on now? Now they're in Now they're in Brooklyn um, with Kyrie, obviously, who I'm still not a fan of. Not a fan of that team at all. I like Kevin Durant's game. I don't like Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like that he needs to um, need or seem... He doesn't need superstars to win. But for some reason, in his head, he does. I don't feel... I feel like KD either doesn't know how good he is or knows how good he is and... It's just a wuss in terms of competition. And like, look, Katie, if you got a burner and you're listening to this, bro, holla at me. Holla at me. We could talk about this, bro, because I know you listen to this kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I feel like it's like that whole notion is just destroying the whole nature of competition, honestly. And people are like, oh, well, LeBron started the super team stuff, da, 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 da. I'm not hearing that, man. I'm not hearing none of this. You're acting like that's the, that's the first super team that really happened. When, meanwhile, you go back to the Spurs. Spurs, damn, you had a super team with, uh, whose name? Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, all these other guys. Like, bro, stop talking about that, bro. I'm, I'm over that. Super team this, super team that. This kind of stuff that they're doing now, where if you took three future Hall of Famers and put them on the same team, that's just gas. That's OD. I don't I don't like it. Anyways, yeah, I'm, that's number one, though. I have the Bucks number two, um, mainly because I still don't believe in the 76ers. <laughs> um, you get it. Like, if you look at their stats... The Bucks, they're getting 50 points alone from Giannis and Middleton, right? Holiday is doing his thing. He's playing very well. I think he's averaging in and around like 15 points, I think. And uh, Bryn Forbes, who was on the Spurs, I think, last year, something like that, um, is going crazy from behind the arc. He's averaging like 46% from three. So the Bucks, I'll, I'll admit, the Bucks aren't as good as I thought they were going to be. Um, it's kind of weird. It was a weird situation for them because Giannis obviously was a free agent, was an upcoming free agent. And um, they're all kind of saying, who are they bringing in? Because you kind of got to make Giannis stay, right? So everyone was thinking, let's get in, let's get another superstar. They couldn't bring anyone, uh, which was, well, everyone thought that was going to be a red flag, but Giannis stayed anyways. So he's just kind of like that kind of loyal guy. I feel like Giannis likes doing it the hard way. Um, you could tell by the way this guy drafts his NBA teams. 
uh, or his all-star teams, I mean, last year. This guy literally drafted the worst players every single time. No disrespect to who he drafted, but, like, you know, there were better options to guys that he drafted. Anyways, um, yeah, Bucks number two. I have the 76ers in third. Um, originally, I had them in sixth, so I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about this one. Um, I have them in third without MB. Or, like, if they... if if the injury is what it is and it's like it takes what is it two weeks i think and they missed that much longer of the season um if he comes back earlier i could see them jumping to second you know i don't really you never know because you know Joel Embiid is in contention for mvp this year right um he's so yeah man the team's been better than i thought honestly i didn't think they were gonna i'm pretty sure i remember saying like i, I don't think they were gonna be on nothing this year but yeah skyler's wrong um <laughs> fourth and fifth i have the heat and the celtic i already i originally had these teams together in this area anyways so um i was good with this they could flip around again um they both have like really good squads like i say this all the time but like they have good squads in the sense that like everyone knows what they're doing you know miami specifically is a bunch of dogs like jimmy butler i've said this before jimmy butler has been one of my favorite players ever since what he did in uh and uh minnesota i know a lot of guys don't like don't like jimmy butler for what he did in minnesota in terms of like i don't know what he did he called I think he called Towns a bitch or something like that at practice or something. I don't remember, bro, but he did something that didn't sit right with um with with the Timberwolves. I listened to it. I liked it. So I'm a fan of Jimmy Butler um, and him going to Miami. He created like this whole new culture over there. And uh, he's lucky he has guys like Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, two young guys that like immediately bought into the system. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get young guys that are just kind of, I don't want to say know-it-alls, but they're reluctant to take advice and stuff those guys were just sponges and soaked everything up um top of that you have Goran Dragic there as well um and let's talk about this real quick not even not even really talk about it but Victor Oladipo who was on the Pacers got traded he wanted to go to go to Miami if that happens and Victor Oladipo somehow finds his way on Miami without them giving up too much that again I'm pretty that's a contender for me for me uh Victor Oladipo is another guy where two-way he was an all-star then he hurt his uh i forgot what it was but i think he tore something in his knee so he missed a lot of last season and um he's not really playing to what he was before in terms of like his all-star caliber stuff but you know it's to be expected the guy blew out his knee you know with that being said though he's still a good player he still can be an important piece on a winning team and i think he fits the heat culture in the sense that he's a dog you know what i mean he plays both ways he's not afraid to to defend or whatever like that so uh yeah so i have celtics uh fifth and the heat fourth just for for this i'm pretty sure the heat are in are, are higher than celtics anyways um in sixth yo i have the knicks i have the knicks i honestly didn't even have them in the playoffs last year <laughs> I, or when i did this before i didn't think the knicks were gonna be on anything um but hey julius randall decided you know what enough is enough and they kind of started balling he's an all-star this year so good for him um i think they have more vets now so in terms of like julius randall's been around the league d rose been around the league um and so i could see them overtaking charlotte i think right now charlotte are higher than them i'm pretty sure uh so i think it can flip around and, and the knicks can overtake that but um we'll see man rj's playing very well too canada's very young so shout out to him um so yeah man the knicks are in sixth and then i have charlotte and the hawks seven eight and again they could flip around they're both led by young guards in the sense like you know obviously charlotte's got Lamelo, who has been balling you know what i mean i didn't i knew he was gonna be good i didn't know if he was gonna be this good i knew he was gonna be good because of the pressure this kid's been facing for damn near his whole like his whole teenage years yo this guy was like 
at the top of like you know Bala's life, all that kind of stuff when he was like what 13 or something like that, playing like varsity high school basketball with uh Zoe and, and, and Leangelo. So it didn't surprise me that he was good. I didn't think the spotlight was gonna like phase him that much. Um, so yeah, Charlotte and then the Hawks, obviously, by Trey Young, who was looking like Steph Curry in, in college. <laughs> Who, um, you know, obviously he's still got still he's gonna be an all-star, potentially MVP one one year maybe who knows, um, not there yet but uh, yeah they're both gonna be really good. I didn't have again I didn't have Charlotte in the playoffs either. Um, didn't think he was gonna I didn't think Melo was gonna have or Lamelo sorry my fault my fault we rock with Carmelo Anthony on this side my fault. Um, I didn't think Lamelo was gonna have that big of an impact you know what I mean I didn't think they were gonna have much going on aside from from uh, him at like at, at guard. You know, obviously they have Lamelo, they have, I think, Trevon Graham, all that kind of stuff, who are two guards, but they didn't have nothing in the front court to make me think, okay, yeah, playoffs. Um, but yeah, anyways, Charlotte seven, Hawks at eight. The Bulls I have at ninth, and then like for 10th, I have the Raptors slash Pacers. Now for the Raptors, you, I was so wrong. We are cheeks, we suck. I would like, bro. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks like the primo pasta days when we drafted like Andrea Bargnani. Bro, I had them like third, fourth, fifth. Like I had them in that discussion with the Heat and Celtics. Um, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt though because you know obviously like bare players are with COVID right now. Um, Van Vliet, Siakam, OG, um, three like key guys to the squad were all out with COVID since like late February, I think. Um, and then like a couple of the guys like Patrick McCaw, Malachi Flynn and a couple other coaches. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I still, I think it's wishful thinking. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased and I'm just putting them at 10. Maybe it's clear cut that Pacers should be 10 alone, but I'm putting them there, whatever. Um, the Bulls, again, I didn't have the Bulls up here. I didn't have the Bulls in thing. I knew Zach Levine was going to be doing his thing, and he is. He's an all-star for the first time. Shout out to him. Uh, 28 points per game. So, you know, he was snapping. And um, the Bulls have a good young, like, core as well. In the sense that they drafted Kobe White, what, last year? I think this is his second year now. And he's averaging 15, 5, and 5. So, those are good numbers for a point guard. Wendell Carter, again, I, I don't know if people are high on Wendell Carter, but I, I like him. He's averaging 11 and 8. Um, and I think he's got a lot of room to, to improve. Another guy, speaking of improvement, Lowry Markkinen. I need, like, I feel like Larry Markin, you look at him on paper, this guy should be a demigod. <laughs> He's averaging 19.6 rebounds right now. He's a seven-footer. So, I mean, six rebounds, like, you know what I'm saying? You're seven feet. I think it's because he's very frail. Like, you look at him, his build is kind of skinny. Um, but he's averaging, like, 41% from three. So, I'm telling you, this guy can, in his peak form, like, in a perfect world, Larry Markin is a demigod. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Bulls have a good young squad. I have them at nine. The Pacers, who I also had a 10th with the Raptors, um, I actually had them at seven, so I was wrong. Um, they lost Oladipo, obviously, as we talked about a little bit before, but they got back Karis LeVert from Brooklyn. Now, Karis LeVert, honestly, yo, I think getting traded was the best thing they could have in first career. Um, Karis LeVert is a good, like, he's a good player, yo, and I think he will be a star in the league down the line, um, and I think now he just got his own team where he could do that. Uh, they still got Demonte Sabonis, who, again, was an all-star, or at least was an all-star weekend. I don't remember if he was an actual all-star or not, but he was a former all-star anyways. Um, so they have a pretty decent squad. Obviously, who knows if they're going to be really in the playoffs. They're not playing as well, but I'm putting that down. I'm tracking that down to them not really having Oladipo and the Karis Levert being injured while he was traded, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm putting it down to that. Uh, otherwise, in the East, I had the Magic and the Wizards in the playoffs. 
Um, yeah, I was wrong, bro. They're ass. They're ass. They're ass. Um, the Wizards, like, I like Bradley Beal. I love Russell Westbrook. But I don't know. Bro. They just suck. They suck. I was thinking they were going to be able to at least squeak in at, like, 10th or something like that. But, um, no, they suck. Uh, the Magic, again, is another one where they have a good, they got good young players. You know what I mean? They just drafted Cole Anthony. Uh, Stop Markel Fultz. They have Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba. These guys, so they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be good in a couple years. They're in 14th. I think the only team that's in last place is like the Pistons. So I mean, really, they're in last place because what does the Pistons really have? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Vucevic obviously who was again a former All Star. Um, I just they just suck, man. I thought they were gonna be good. I thought they're gonna be good. Um, keep in mind, my, my fault. I should have said this before. I went to 10 because they do the whole playing tournament this year. They're trying something new. So if you don't know what the play-in tournament is, I'll try to recap it kind of quickly. Um, it's the seventh and eighth seed. So in this case for the East, it's uh, Charlotte and the Hawks. They're gonna play each other, and the winner just in a one and done. And the winner for that is the seventh becomes a seventh seed. And then the ninth and tenth seed play each other. Whoever wins, let's say it's the ninth seed, will play the loser of whoever seven and eight was. So for me, I'll, I'll put it into teams now. So like I said, I have Charlotte seventh and the Hawks eight. I have the Hawks winning that um, for the seventh seed. So let's say the Hawks are now in seventh. Ninth and 10. I'm going to put the Raptors at 10. I'm biased. I'm putting the Raptors at 10. So we're going to say they're going to play the Bulls. And I have the Raptors winning that. So since the Raptors won, they're going to be playing Charlotte because Charlotte lost. So again, Raptors be Charlotte. I'm biased. I'm, I'm taking the Raptors. You'll kiss my ass. <laughs> I have the Raptors uh, for the eighth seed. So the playoff picture looks somewhat like this. So in terms of... So Let's go. We'll, I'll go matchup by matchup. So I had Nets in first. Raptors. I just said we're making it an eight. I'm gonna be honest. The Nets might smoke us. They might. They might smoke us. So the Nets are definitely winning. Whether it be in in five, six, shit, may, might even be four. Who knows? Um, well, I have the Nets winning that. The Bucks against the Hawks. I have the Bucks. Sim- simple as. Don't need to explain it too much. Just have a better team. Giannis, former MVP, two-time MVP actually, I think, and Defensive Player of the Year. All that kind of stuff. I'm taking Giannis. Um. 76ers versus the Knicks. Again, Knicks, it was a good run. Welcome back to the playoffs. Don't let the door hit, the door hit your ass on the way out. You know what I mean? I have the 76ers winning that. Um, simple that. And then fourth and fifth. I always find the fourth and fifth um, matchup is always the, the best one in terms of the first round of the playoffs just because it's just because the teams were already close anyways in the standings, right? So Heat versus the Celtics is going to be a toss-up. I'm going to – I don't really know who's going to win that, so I didn't really put a winner for that yet. Um, uh, but either way, the winner of the Heat and Celtics are going to be playing the Nets. So if it's against the Heat, I'm still going to take... I'm taking the Nets either way, but I think if it's against the Heat, they, it might go to six or seven, something like that. If it's seven, it's honestly anyone's game because that's just who wants it. Um, if it's the Celtics, I'm saying it's going to go in five or six, one of those. So I have the Nets going it all the way to the Conference Finals anyways. Uh, other two teams, Bucks versus 76ers. I'm taking the Bucks if... Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are able to ball. Right? If they are playing their game and it's not just Giannis playing, then I think they'll win. I think just off of, not off of star power necessarily, but I just don't think the 76ers have enough answers for them. Yeah, Tobias Harris can play. Um, honestly, I don't I, I don't like Ben Simmons, so I'm probably not giving him as much credit. Obviously, he is an all-star player. Uh, Kyra plays a star player. I just, I'm not that high on him. You know, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Ben Simmons, to me, like he could be so much better he could literally, I'm trying to, he could literally be another KD if he really wanted to. If he, not, actually not, okay, not KD. Take, I take that back, sorry. But he can be a player that 
is feared in that sense in terms of being a demigod. Now I say this term demigod a lot. So for those of you that don't know, demigods are guys that are just sort of, I don't know how to explain Like Porzingis is a demigod in the sense that bro is seven foot three and a jumper. He has a jumper and he's an athlete. You know what I mean? Like those kind of guys. Um, now Dirk, Dirk doesn't count. Dirk Nowitzki does not count because that guy cannot run. He can shoot and he's tall, but he can't run. He's not an athlete. Athletes to me are big ass players, athletic, and have a soft touch um, in and around the rim, around the arc, whatever. That's what I mean by demigod. So, yeah, Ben Simmons, it, I mean, I think now, I think he actually shoots when he's wide open. He doesn't make none of it, but he shoots, so I mean, it's better. It's just like, goddamn, like about time, bro. You got drafted when? In 2016, 17, something like that? And it's just like, you're only shooting now? I don't, like, before, I never asked you to hit the shots. I just asked you to take them, make them respect you. Because literally, you got to the point where it's so dis- disrespectful. Where it's like, you don't, you don't even have to guard Ben Simmons when he's out on the perimeter anymore. Because you, you know he won't shoot. And it's like, yo, you know what's bad? You know how I know it's bad? It's because 2K got you messed up too. I play you in 2K. I don't even, go, like, I put my guy to guard you on the defensive settings, matchups, all kind of stuff. I don't even guard you on the perimeter. Because you won't shoot. You won't shoot. You just stand there. Triple threat. Just jab, just jab, step, jab, step. Not doing nothing. Yeah, you gotta just, bro, start start shooting more. Maybe 2K will help you out, you know, up your tendencies, whatever, because it's just poor. It's poor for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I got the Nets uh, and the Bucks in the conference finals. And uh, that's kind of what we all want. I want the Bucks to win, but realistically, it should be the Nets. Um, the Nets, I think, will be the favorites in that just because the freaking God Squad they got. Um, I don't like them, still don't like them, but I, I have them being the Bucks. Uh, so we'll have the Nets in the finals. Western Conference now. I think I think the Western Conference kind of stayed the same too. Um, I still have the Lakers number one. They're in third right now, I think, or fourth, something like that. Um, but they're only like two games behind or something, um, something like that. And honestly, I think if AD never got hurt, they're closer to that number one seed. Right now, I'm pretty sure it's the Jazz who I originally had them at fourth. I have them at second now. Um, and you know, Jazz, again, I've seen this before. Jazz just have a good team. You know what I mean? Obviously they have two star, or actually three all-stars technically this year. Um, and Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and um, Mike Conley was a replacement, who I think it should have been DeMar who was re- who was the replacement, but hey, whatever, you wanna stub my guy. Realistically, if DeMar was, not even just on the Raptors, but in the East, he, he would have been an all-star pretty much every year. DeMar DeRozan is an extremely underrated player, I think, but um, whatever, I, I digress. Jordan Clarkson, also sixth man of the year, or probably going to be sixth man of the year. He's on the Jazz, so the Jazz got a good team. I have them at second. Um, the Suns and Clippers, I have kind of third and fourth. They could switch around. I had the Suns at seven. I remember I sound dumb now because, or I sounded dumb before because um, I literally said I don't believe in the Suns. Like, I didn't think CP was going to do that much more for the Suns, but uh you know shit i was wrong i was wrong i was wrong um i'm a bit more of a believer uh right now i don't know where they're at i think they're actually in third or fourth i don't I think they're in fourth now or something like that um and you know cp and book have been playing well been playing well aiden's been up in in uh in field goal percentage which is good to see from your big man but he's down in points uh a little bit and uh you know the rebounds are the same so he's doing good uh, i have the suns at third clippers i have at fourth like, I wouldn't be surprised if they jump over the Suns just because they have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, those kind of guys. Um, a bit more experience in terms of the final stretch of the league and making it into the playoffs. 
Um, I originally had them at two. I had them at two. So, I mean, I still think they would be at two. I think they could be higher. It's just that they rest Kawhi and, uh, and PG, like, a lot. I don't I don't like that. I don't like the whole, um, what do they call it now? I forgot what they call it. Uh, shit, I don't remember. But you know what I'm talking about. I don't like when they rest star players for no freaking reason. That's because it's like, what? like, LeBron James is 80,000 years old, and he's damn near playing every single game. You know what I mean? If he's playing every game, there's no reason why your 27, 28, 29-year-old ass shouldn't be playing, right? Um, so I, I really think the Clippers could be high. Like, Kawhi's only played 33 of the 41 games, and PG's played 30 of the 41 games. So who knows how many more wins they could have. Um, fifth and sixth, I have the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. Um, I actually had the Nuggets at third. I'm surprised they're they're that they're, they're kind of farther down because obviously Jokic is having a better season, which kind of makes no sense to me because dude was balling last year too. You know what I mean? He's literally up um, in everything in terms of points, assists, rebounds, all that kind of stuff. Um, Jamal Murray being your co-star is is perfect. And again, they have a good team. Everyone knows what they're doing. That's gonna be like my trademark. If ever I actually make it into something, everyone there's gonna be like a clip of me just saying, "Oh, they have a good team. They have a good team." <laughs> but um, not no, for real though. Nuggets Nuggets do have a good squad. Everyone knows what they're doing. Um, no one steps on each other's feet. It's kind of like they 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 know you know what to expect from the Nuggets. Um, and yeah, Trailblazers have them at six. I originally had them at fifth, so I was kind of you know the same with the Trailblazers. Um, Dame is literally having the same season, like the exact same season. I think he averaged 30 points last year. He's averaging 30 points now. <laughs> um, assists and, and rebounds are the exact same. Uh, CJ CJ's up in points and assists, so that's cool. Um, and Melo is shooting like 38% from three, which ain't bad. Um, but Trailblazers to me are one of those teams where I think. I think their ceiling is always going to be the same in the sense that like you can't win anymore with just a, a strong backcourt like that right if it was like prime mellow okay we could talk about that now because we have dame all that kind of stuff but like for the last couple years whatever it's just been dame and cj that have been you know running the running the offense all that kind of stuff that are that are balling and don't get me wrong dame I'm, i want dame to win mvp yo i'm a, i'm such a big fan of damian lillard um bro just dropped like 50 points i get i think um and like a 17 20 point comeback something like that i want him to win mvp um i think it's gonna be like between him uh Jokic, and joel Embiid. i think right now anyways are probably gonna be my top three picks um uh, realistically you can throw lebron in there too you could throw um Giannis in there too whatever but i got those three uh so i have trailblazers at six seventh eighth and ninth again all these teams can switch around um just because the like my fault i should say this before the West, if you don't already know, the West is like such a hard conference in the sense that like you literally have teams that are either struggling to make it into the playoffs or maybe like as the eighth seed or aren't even making the playoffs. But if you were to put them in, in the East, they're easily at the fifth seed. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of thing. There's, there's sometimes in the East where teams with a losing record make the playoffs still. So the West is very hard, which is why I kind of have a lot of teams clumped together just because I really don't know what the hell is going to happen. I mean, so seven, eight, and nine. I have the Spurs, Mavs, and the Warriors. Um, I start with the Spurs. The Spurs. I didn't. I don't know what I was doing before, but I didn't have them in the playoffs. I think I was just tweaking. Uh, so my fault on that. I probably would have had them at seventh, like in and around there, just because um, I don't. I don't ever doubt Pop. I don't go against what he's doing. Um, they lost Lamarcus Aldridge, who I guess is a little bit of a knock. He was having a down year, anyways, but I think he gives you that veteran experience. Um, like I said before, DeMar DeRozan's playing so good with the Spurs. I think they changed this game sort of in the sense that, like, 
I think before DeMar was known as the scorer, uh, you know, just the guy that just puts up buckets. But now if you look at him, he has a lot of games where he's damn near getting a triple-double. You know what I mean? He passes the ball very well now. Um, they got him playing small forward, which, I mean, power forward, sorry. Which is weird because dude was like a small forward like three years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, a, a point guard, I mean, a shooting guard like three years ago. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. But, hey, you know what I mean? I don't doubt Pop, whatever he's doing is working. Um, the Mavs had an eight. I originally had them at sixth, so, I mean, I wasn't too far off, I guess. Uh, Luka Doncic, straight up, dude's a future MVP. Future multiple-time MVP. That guy, I'm such a big fan of Luka Doncic. It's insane. I knew he was going to be good when he came into the league. I just didn't know he was going to be this good. Um, he's, I don't know, yo. Like, sometimes I watch Luka Doncic, and it's so weird because he's not the fastest, he's not the tallest, not the strongest, but it's just like... I don't know, he's twitchy, like he's very quick over like short distances, and it's just, I don't know, like sometimes I see him hit shots, and it's like, it's good defense, but it's just better offense, you know what I mean? And that's the case all the time with them. Um, Porzingis, again, is a problem, like that guy, he's still playing very well now, um, he's still healthy, I hope he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, honestly, they could jump, uh, they could jump over the Spurs in seventh, maybe even challenge for sixth place, who knows? Um, but I think if they can keep Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis together, like I said, Porzingis is a, is a unicorn. You know, that guy's a demigod. Um, they'll be doing big things. They'll be doing big things. Uh, ninth, I had the Warriors, which I originally had them in the eighth seed, um, which most I see them going to is the eighth seed. Uh, everything, though, really depends on Steph, which kind of sucks because I'm pretty sure he just left the game. They're playing tonight. I forgot. I don't know who they're playing, but it's, uh, it's March 17th. So whoever they're playing March 17th, <laughs> he left the game with a uh, tailbone injury, I think. I guess he landed kind of hard. I wasn't watching the game. But um, I think Steph, if it was possible, Steph really solidified his um, his legacy this season, I think, for me. Um, obviously, we already know Steph as probably the greatest, not not probably the greatest shooter of all time. We saw the All-Star Weekend. Oh, old boy snapped in the three-point contest. But um, I think before you look at all Steph's other seasons, if you wanted to be like a hater on Steph, it's like, oh, yeah, Klay Thompson. Oh, yeah, Draymond Green. Oh, yeah, KD. He don't got none of them now. Well, I mean, okay, he's got Draymond Green, but realistically, what's Draymond really doing except for yelling for people? <laughs> now I'm playing. I like Draymond Green. He does a lot of things that don't show up on the on the, um, on the the stat sheet. He's a good leader, all kind of stuff. But in terms of Steph being more or less, yo, like their one and only scoring option, he's snapping. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's ba- he's averaging he's basically averaging like 30 points per game. He's up nine points from last year, even though he only played five games. But you know, I honestly think he was faking that injury. I'm pretty sure they were just tanking, which smart. You know what I mean, which is smart because you got James Wiseman, who I think is going to be a future All Star, and uh, he's shooting 41% from three. So Steph is like that. And the Pelicans, I mean, whoa, okay, well yeah, Pelicans have 10. Right now it's the Grizzlies, so like John Morant and all them. Um, I already had I originally had the Pelicans at eight. So I kind of overestimated them. I just thought like they were just going to be a better team. I think they are a better team on paper anyways. Um, but yeah, um, I think they have a better team than the Grizzlies. So I think they'll they'll hop into hop into 10th. I can't remember where they are now, but they're outside the top 10th, obviously. Um, and yeah, man, I just don't, I don't really understand the Grizzlies. I don't know why they're that good. <laughs> I look at the team that like, obviously, yeah, John Morant's insane. And then it's just Jaron Jackson, really. And it's like, who else? Like what really, like what else is really going on in Memphis? I don't really know. But um yeah, I have Pelicans at 10. It could be the, the Grizzlies, but for the sake of this, I have the Pelicans at 10. Um, also, my fault with the Timberwolves, yo. <laughs> I thought the Timberwolves were going to be gross. 
Um, Anthony Edwards, I was right about him. He's a dog. That boy has poster after poster after poster. That guy, if he keeps if he keeps doing that, he's gonna get that nickname, which is like the human highlight reel. Um, I guess right now it's Ant Man, which makes sense. I sort of, I guess, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought they were gonna be nicer because you know him, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But hey, they're like last in the West, so uh, it is what it is. Um, for the playing though, for the Western Conference. So I had the Spurs at 7th, Mavs at 8th. I have the Mavs winning that because it's a one and done. Um, I have the Mavs winning that just depending on Chris Asperzingas. If that guy's healthy, I think he can put them over the edge for sure. He, um, I really know who they have as an answer for him on the Spurs. Uh, so I have the Mavs winning that for the 7th seed. And the Warriors playing the Pelicans, I have the Warriors just off of Steph Curry alone. So they'll play the Spurs for the 8th seed. And again, I still have the Warriors, I think. I wasn't sure what this one, but I'm gonna put the Warriors anyways. Uh, just for the sake of this video. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's the Spurs. Um, for the actual playoffs, so Lakers versus Warriors, um, one versus eight, obviously he's gonna be the Lakers, LeBron James. Hopefully AD's healthy again by then, he stays healthy. Um, but either way, I'm taking the Lakers. Two versus seven is Jazz, Jazz versus the Mavs. Um, got the Jazz still got the Jazz I think they have too much um too much on their team for Dallas to, to handle you know what I mean obviously they can I think they can they can cope with with Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis averaging whatever they average um as long as their guys do the thing as long as Donovan Mitchell's doing his thing Rudy Gobert I don't like Rudy Gobert but um you know show me the whole defensive player of the year thing you know put the clamps on Chris Porzingis whatever um I'm taking the Jazz Third versus sixth is weird because it's the Suns versus the Trailblazers, and I actually have the Trailblazers winning that. Um, game time, baby. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like if it goes to game seven, or game, no, especially game seven, it's the Trailblazers. And I'm calling it right now. Dame's hitting the game winning shot. You know what I mean? Doing all this, hitting his wrist, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have the Trailblazers winning that. Um, maybe I'm just hating on the Suns. Like, I'm just not that much of a believer. I said I'm a little bit more of a believer in the Suns, but. I don't see them winning against the Trailblazers. Uh, fourth and fifth is the uh, Clippers against the Nuggets, and I have the Clippers winning that uh, as the four seed. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, again, though, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said before, four and five, that matchup is always the most interesting to me because the teams are so close together. Um, and it's really just going to be who can score more, I think, in terms of... Uh, I think the one thing the Clippers have, which is why they'll win, is defense. Right, just Kawhi Leonard and Paul George obviously are both very good defensive players. Kawhi Leonard's former defensive player of the year, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think Kawhi can just score with the best of them in the league. Jokic and Jamal Murray, they can score, but I don't know how they are in the, the defensive end, anyways. So I have the Clippers winning that. In the next round, Lakers versus Clippers, all kind of stuff. The Battle of LA, simple. I have the Lakers. I have the Lakers as long as AD is healthy. Um, if he's not for some reason, then it could be a bit of a problem because that's that's a lot to deal with if you're just LeBron. Because let's be realistic now. You take LeBron, you take AD off this team, they suck. They still suck. You know what I mean? They, they added uh, Montrez Harrell. They added uh, Dennis Schroeder, who, you know, have been good pieces for them, whatever. But, um, yeah, I have the Lakers winning that as long as AD's healthy. The Jazz versus the Trailblazers. I'll take the Jazz. I want the Trailblazers. I just really like Damian Lillard. Um, I'll take the Jazz just because they're the two seed right now and Portland I have them going sixth so just off of logic really um and then in the conference finals Lakers versus Jazz Lakers no problem 
so in the final then, so just to recap, I had the Nets in the finals for the East. And honestly, bro, I <laughs> uh, kind of got, um, I, I really want the Lakers to win. But like I said, bro, the Nets have a God squad. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Nets really could win it. I don't want them to win. I don't care. I'm invalidating their ring. It's, I don't acknowledge it. I don't acknowledge their ring at all. Um, if they get it, because it's just poor, man. It's just poor. I don't know why. I don't know why guys just team up like that. And like to me, it's it's one thing if it's like two all stars, right? But you got three Hall of Famers on your team, bro. And it was like y'all were already gonna be good with KD and Kyrie, and now you added James Harden, and then you added Blake Griffin, bro. Like, I really don't like y'all, no. <laughs> you know, I want to like KD so bad because I love his game. I think he's the best offensive player of all time. Um, I think everything about his offensive game is just unguardable. You know what I mean? You look at how you, you, you see how we talk about guys like Michael Jordan where his post game is insane. Or how Dirk Nowitzki's post fade is unguardable. All kind of stuff. KD's whole offensive game is unguardable. He gets to a point in his release where it's just so high up that no one is touching that. You know what I mean? He's just, I've said this before. The only time KD misses shots isn't because the other guy played that good defense. It's because he messed up in his mechanics. You know what I mean? You didn't do nothing to throw him off. I literally, and you know where I became a believer, honestly? Probably a little bit late. But I became a believer when Kawhi was on the Raptors still. And he lit Kawhi's ass up for like 35 or 30, something like that. And the moment I saw it was the ball was kind of going out of play. And he just picked the ball up and it was in the corner, like falling out, hit a three over Kawhi's face. And I was like, whoa, okay, hold on. <laughs> you know I mean? and, he, and the thing that killed me was he wasn't even hyped after that. Like he just got up, ran back on defense. I guess like, yeah, I do this. You know what I mean, so um, I really want to like KD. Like I said, I, I, he's, one of the, he's one of, if not the best offensive players of all time. Um, and then again, you got James Harden, who's again, one of the best offensive players of all time with that broken ass step back. Honestly, I don't get it. And maybe if people play ball, y'all could tell me because I don't really play like that. But what he's doing does not seem that hard to defend. Obviously, I'm naive, though, because I've never played ball like that. Obviously, it is hard to defend because old boys torching everybody for like 40 points. You know what I mean? But I see it. And it's just like it's just tween crossover, tween crossover. It just lulls you to sleep. And then either step back or a drive or a lob. You know what I mean? It's, it's those things. And he just does the same thing all the time. Like, you know what he plays like? He plays like my 2K character. Like, I do that shit all the time. Like, it's just, you know, quick ISO in the, in, at the side. You know what I mean? Crossover, crossover, drive out outside. And then I put whoever on a poster all the time. Um, he plays like my mod player. But, um, yeah, man. I want the Lakers to win. It'll probably be the Nets, though. I'll leave it at that. Um, but, yeah, man. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you actually listened all the way through. Um, I think this is episode 13 of the I Got Next podcast. Uh, it's been your boy, Scott Gonzalez. Hope y'all stay healthy, stay safe in these times. And, um, you know, hopefully I'll talk to y'all next week or I'll talk to y'all when I talk to y'all next. Y'all have a good one. Y'all be easy.